0: Welcome to the Chrisman Commentary Daily Mortgage News Podcast. I'm your host, Robbie Chrisman. Thank you for listening this Friday, April 23rd, 2021. Topics on today's episode include Google and Facebook entering the housing space, my interview with industry veteran Matt Clark on going from mortgage broker to banker, among other topics of current interest, and mortgage rates falling back below 3%. Are your core beliefs aligned with your company? Is your workplace supportive of your personal ideas and goals? Do you feel encouraged and supported in your work? Churchill Mortgage's core convictions and beliefs are the foundation of the company. They have become daily practices by not only the leadership team, but also the rest of the company. If that appeals to you, Churchill is growing. Learn more about joining the team of employee owners at ChurchillMortgage.com. My dad's cat Myrtle seems immune to marketing and advertisement. Not everyone is, of course. Google knows how to get messages across, knows a lot about you, and knows how to make money. Housing is one of those ways. Remember when Google took notice back in 2017, announcing its own efforts to alleviate the ever-tight and ever-expensive housing market of Silicon Valley through an investment in modular housing? The company recently announced it will purchase 300 modular home units from startup factory OS, a deal Factory CEO says is worth 25 to $30 million. Housing prices in San Francisco, near Google's home base, have risen nearly 100% since 2009, and inventory has been dropping steadily over the past year, driving demand and prices even higher. It's nice to be Google, but wait, Facebook's investing in housing as well. For the link to that story, as well as the latest on employment and investor news, visit robchrisman.com. For today's interview, I wanted to bring on Matt Clark, COO of Churchill Mortgage. Hey, Matt, thanks for making the time.
1: Thanks for talking with me. How are you?
0: I'm good. I'm good. Glad you, glad you can make some time. And in reading your bio, it said that you helped migrate the corporation from a mortgage broker to a mortgage banker. And, yes, and I think that's of big interest to a lot of people in the mortgage industry right now. Can you go through some of the kind of high level steps for making that transition?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the process of going from a mortgage broker to being a mortgage banker does take quite a bit of groundwork. You need warehouse banks. You need investors to sell your loans to. You need to put in place underwriting policy and build an underwriting team. You need to put in place closing policies and build a closing team, post-closing policies, secondary marketing um, team, rate lock desk. And so there's a variety of things obviously that you have to go and just build. And so that you can go from being a mortgage broker to being a mortgage banker. It's, and it's a, you also have to spend a lot of time with your sales teams, making sure that they understand what's in it for them. Why do they want to send loans internally versus to the brokers that they've all developed relationships and comfort with? And, you know, to change behavior, you got to show them what's in it for them and you got to give them proof beyond a reasonable doubt. So you have to take your time. And not force it, but allow your team to come alongside you while you make mistakes, and you don't provide the best service that you ultimately can up front. It just takes a little while. And so that whole process was quite a lot of fun, and it took a long time to get to the place where we are today, where all of our business basically comes internally. We don't. We decided to never force our salespeople to use our internal product and process, and they could continue to broker loans out as they saw fit so we flipped it and we forced ourselves to earn the business instead of causing them to send it to us
0: well i guess fun could be one way to put it but i would ask what did you what do you wish you knew then that you know now that could have avoided some headaches for you
1: well shoot i think i can answer that question differently every year in this business it seems to be a business that continues to evolve the rules change on a consistent basis. So there are things I, I wish I knew a year ago that I know now. But if I go back to the 18 years ago when we did it, I wish I knew the value of hiring a extremely seasoned, experienced capital markets leader. We didn't have a ton of experience in the capital markets. We went out and earned and gained that experience ourselves. If we had brought in a, a, a highly experienced capital markets leader up front, I think it would have um, catapulted us in our maturity of being great mortgage bankers.
0: And as a mortgage banker now, I guess I would say, what are you doing to help your customers?
1: We're different than I would say most mortgage companies out there, whether they're mortgage brokers, mortgage bankers, banks, credit unions, et cetera. We have a belief that it's our job to help every family that trusts us, to show them how they can get on a path towards what we call the real American dream of debt-free home ownership, regardless of where they are today. Right, The world does not tell people that they can ever own their home free and clear, ever stop making a mortgage payment. The world, quite frankly, doesn't tell people how to win with money we see as a, as our job to help people see that there is a path towards not having to make a mortgage payment to owning their home free and clear and that's just a different way of looking at how we serve the families that that we work with because if we can show them that that creates some really great hope in families lives and that hope leads to opportunities most families never even dreamt were possible and that keeps them coming back to us because we build that trust because we're casting a vision for them of a much better future not just a quick mortgage.
0: That definitely is a different approach. So, you don't just lean on things like pre-approval amounts. Can you can you explain how you get to that debt-free vision for families?
1: Sure. Uh, so, you, and you talk about pre-approval amounts. So, you know, we definitely want to sit down and as most professional mortgage loan specialists do analyze their entire financial picture but we also want to make sure we're talking about where they're hoping to get what the goals are what the other things that are going on in their life digging deeper with these with with all of these families so that when we do structure a mortgage we show them not just what that looks like in terms of the short term but what it could look like over the long term what does it look like if you get into this mortgage and then you make an extra 100 Two hundred dollars a month in your monthly mortgage payment. How more? How quickly can you build equity? How much interest can you save? Right? How much money can you save over the time of that loan? And so, walking through that process with them, not just helping them get to the largest home that they can buy and borrow the most money to do it—that's just not good enough. That's what most realtors and mortgage people are incentivized to help people make bad financial decisions because they make the best commissions. And we just look at it a little bit differently. We just we want to make sure we take enough time up front to put them in a mortgage they won't regret so that they can build wealth
0: for their families. Even if it's a mortgage they don't regret, what I'm hearing from my millennial friends at this point is that they thought they put in a really competitive offer on a home and the the winning offer on it was all cash with zero contingencies. What are some main trends going across the U.S. housing market right now that you're seeing? Yeah, we're
1: seeing that a lot right now where there's inventory seems to be in in record lows in so many different markets across the country. Homes are going on for sale and they're getting multiple offers. I mean, I have a friend here in Nashville that put their house on the market two weekends ago. That weekend, they had 40 showings and 10 offers and they got an offer that was about $90,000 above their asking price. Because inventory is so low and home buyers uh, appear a little bit desperate in terms of trying to get that home for their families, so we're seeing that a lot. One of the ways that you can compete with that, we call our certified home buyer. We put a lot of our buyers, if we have time, through a complete underwrite up front before they shop, so their offer is almost as good as cash. Uh, All we need is the uh, collateral, the appraiser, and we can close extremely quickly. That does position those folks as a stronger buyer, not as strong as cash, but as a stronger buyer.
0: And you mentioned Nashville there. Where is Churchill located in the US?
1: Oh, Rob, we are in 47 states. We've got offices from coast to coast and we're continuing to grow and build. So a big part of what we're looking at in the future is carrying on this mission towards helping people get to. A position of debt-free homeownership. And we're looking for a lot of people to go out there and work with us to do that.
0: Matt, thank you very much for taking the time to talk to me today. It was
1: my pleasure. Thanks for allowing me to.
0: Yesterday's bond market action was influenced by a better than expected jobless claims report and some selling in the stock market after President Biden announced a proposal to almost double the capital gains tax on the rich. The Grand Cayman banks are licking their chops, But by closing time, the movement of treasury yields was minimal, and the MBS basis settled either side of unchanged. Lenders should know that existing home sales decreased 3.7% month over month in March to a seasonally adjusted annual rate of $6.01 million, failing to meet expectations. Total sales in March were up 12.3% from a year ago. The supply of existing homes for sale remains near all-time low levels, driving up the pace of price increases well beyond the pace of income gains, thus creating affordability pressures. But Freddie Mac's primary mortgage market survey showed the 30-year fixed rate declined to 2.97% for the week ending April 22nd, back below 3% for the first time in eight weeks. A year ago, at this time, the 30-year fixed rate averaged 3.33%. And don't forget, in 1981, the interest rate on a 30-year mortgage peaked at a whopping 18.63%. For more good news, Black Knight reported forbearance volumes improved marginally this week, edging 1K lower typical of the recent mid-month lull in improvement. Despite the modest improvement, the number of outstanding plans is down by 298,000, or 11.4%, from the same time last month. As of April 20th, there are 2.3 million mortgage holders in COVID-19-related forbearance plans. Today's economic calendar begins later this morning with preliminary April market PMIs. That will be followed shortly thereafter by March new home sales. Today, the New York Fed Desk will conduct two operations, purchasing up to $5.3 billion of 30-year 2% and 2.5% mortgage-backed securities. We begin Friday with agency MBS prices unchanged from Thursday, as is the 10-year, yielding 1.55%. Let's wrap up with a joke and some housekeeping. Parental discretion advised. A woman decides to have a facelift for her 50th birthday. She spends $15,000 and feels pretty good about the results. On her way home, she stops at a newsstand to buy a newspaper. Before leaving, she says to the clerk, I hope you don't mind my asking, but how old do you think I am? About 32, is the reply. Nope, I'm exactly 50, the woman says happily. A little while later, she goes into McDonald's and asks the counter girl the very same question. The girl replies, I'd guess about 29. The woman replies with a big smile. Nope, I'm 50. Now she's feeling real good about herself. She stops at a drugstore down the street, goes up to the counter to get some mints, and asks the clerk this burning question. The clerk replies, oh, I'd say 30. Again, she proudly responds, I'm 50, but thank you. While waiting for the bus to go home, she asks an old man waiting next to her the same question. He replies, lady, I'm 78, and my eyesight is going. Although when I was young, there was a surefire way to tell how old a woman was. It sounds very forward, but it requires you to let me put my hands under your blouse. Then, and only then, can I tell you exactly how old you are. They wait in silence on the empty street until her curiosity gets the best of her. She finally blurts out, What the heck? Go ahead. He slips both of his hands under her blouse and begins to feel around very slowly and carefully. He bounces and weighs each side, pokes and prods, pushes, pulls, and kneads. After a couple of minutes of this, she says, Okay, okay, enough. How old am I? He completes one last squeeze, removes his hands, and says, Madam, you are 50. Stunned and amazed, the woman says, that was incredible. How could you tell? The old man says, promise you won't get mad? I promise I won't, she says. I was behind you in line at McDonald's. (laughs) This podcast is sponsored by Churchill Mortgage. Churchill Mortgage has proudly been employee-owned since 2013. Churchill's unique mission is to help borrowers achieve debt-free home ownership and build wealth through a smarter mortgage plan, regardless of their starting point. Churchill is growing and would love to speak with you about opportunities in your area. Learn more about Churchill at churchillmortgage.com. If you have any questions about the podcast or sponsoring opportunities, send me an email at Robbie at robchrisman.com. Visit robchrisman.com for more information on our industry partners, access to archived commentaries, and how to subscribe to the daily mortgage news and commentary. To listen to or download past episodes of this podcast, search mortgage news on any platform you get your podcast from.